So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Yeah. I'm like, as a boss and, yeah. and a company owner, I don't expect you to be at the beach right now caring. Turn it off, man. Yeah. Turn it off. It's not your company. You're caring too much. And he was like, damn, I guess you're right. And you know, sometimes people need to hear that. Like, don't take on more than anybody's asked you to as well. Like, you don't always have to be the hero. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then, I mean, there, and then there is some balance for me too, like, I love to ride my bike. Like so, last Tuesday I got on my bike and I rode thirty miles into the woods and I camped on a hammock. Oh yeah! And then I rode back the next day. Like I get my time away from yeah. DC and I find my own ways. Like I just built a greenhouse in my backyard and I'm gardening and I got tomatoes growing and I like put my feet in the dirt and I get my hands dirty and like that's my work life balance. Yeah. And then today I'm stoked to work fourteen hours and I'm totally yeah. cool with that. Like I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. here for it. I'm, you know what I mean? I got a new outfit on and shit. Like what's yeah. up? You know what I mean? So I think it really is just like a personal conversation, but I think a lot of people confuse just being miserable or being in the wrong industry with a lack of work-life balance. I'm like, dude, it's, not, it's not the work-life balance, it's the work. Yeah. It sucks. You don't like it. Find a new job. That's the only good thing about being an adult is you can say, I don't want to play the fucking clarinet anymore. I'm going to see if I can repeat this back because that was really good. It's not about the work-life balance. It's about the work. And if you don't like your job and you're miserable, and this is about being miserable... And if you're an adult, go out and find another job. Did I get it? Yeah. Yeah. That's real. And like, Thank you. And everyone's like, well, it's not that simple. Nothing in life is that simple, bro. Like, get over it. Okay? But like, yeah. you're an adult. Like, you're an adult. You get to do what you want now. It comes with consequences. Yeah, yeah. Some, it's not so fun adulting, but like, you know what? Your you're rent is still going to be due, yeah. but that doesn't mean you have to be getting it from this boss that you don't mm-hmm. like. You can leave. And I think that somehow, I don't know where that comes from. Now, I get it. You have kids, you have a mortgage, you have sick family members. I get that it's not always just sometimes like, Sometimes it's harder quit, than, yeah. But it's still not impossible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe sometimes you got to hold it out for three more years to get your pension. Okay, that's, yeah. that's not the same, right? I'm talking about you're 26, you ain't got no fucking kids, and you complain about your job every day. Bro, quit your fucking job. In fact, at one point, I used to have a t-shirt that I made at the mall in the kiosk that said, quit your fucking job on the back. I love it. And Are people, you still making them? No, I should make. I just you made just one totally, for myself, but I should totally make. You should them. totally and make more. Every time I would wear it, we'd be out. I'd be out in public, and somebody'd be like, "I'm sorry, but can my wife take a picture with you and your shirt? Because like we've been talking about quitting your job for the last week, and then we saw you. We think it's a moment. I'm like, yes, quit your fucking job. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Also, just a moment. I, anyone who's like listening to this, that is Molly's IP. <laughs> so if you start going out and making those shirts. Like, we're after you. That was hers. That's right. And I want to buy one, and you should buy one, too, because we should be supporting each other like that. And, you know, because if you're in the wrong job, like, you're you're blocking your blessings, Uh right? Like, not only these catchphrases, but, like... It's super true, man. You Maybe your next job is like helping kids and really identifying with your true purpose. Yeah. Or maybe your next job is like helping immigrants. Like, what, like, if you're not happy, there's a lot of reasons why. Yeah. Stop. Stop. I mean, it's really just madness. And you know what? 
if you don't like your job, it's not that simple. Drive Uber until you can figure something yeah. else out. But it actually kind of is that simple. Yeah. There's a very small percentage of people who are like, no, I, I really I really can't quit my job. It wouldn't make sense. Well, if that's the case, then reconcile that with yourself. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just stop being so miserable about it. Yeah. If you're not, you know what I mean? If you're miserable, do something about Absolutely. it, man. You know what I mean? Like our whole childhood, all we wanted to do was not play the clarinet or not have to go take dance lessons and put on that skirt or not have to go to the pool at five o'clock in the morning. Like, right? right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we just. And now you get to make those decisions, wait. but we're still like punishing ourselves. For what? Yeah. For what? To be a barista? Something? Like, you're not, this is not even, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Overth- like, this isn't even a career path. Yeah. I'm not knocking baristas. I'm just saying, like, People are sacrificing so much for things they hate that don't even have a, a long-term gaze yeah. on them. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait, is this your career? Is this what you really want? Like, why? Why? Like, are we just a bunch of sadomasochists? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's other ways. I mean, yeah. I listen to Gary Vee all the time. You could, like, this is DC, right? You could literally go on Craigslist and pick up all the free stuff of any value every morning and then list it on Facebook Marketplace and you could make a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. a day if you were, like, really, True. like, into it. So don't tell me, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, no, you, like, you're just making the decision to be And there are a lot of dogs that need walking. Dude. Like, <laughs> I'm dude. telling you, there are a lot of people who want pets because it looks good on the checklist and they don't want to take care of them. Right. So, yeah. That, Find your niche and do a bunch of other stuff. And do that for six months and make a game plan. Get out, but do something, right? Like I think the work life balance is like just kinda overrated. And then you know, you have to you have to carve that time out for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to. Because for me the biggest issue with the lack of work life balance is if I work too many days in a row, I don't know what day it is anymore, and then I my productivity starts to edge yeah. down with it. Yeah. And then I'm just basically staring at fifteen tabs and I haven't actually got anything done in four and a half hours, but it's eleven thirty at night and I'm in the studio and I'm like, Well, what the fuck am I giving out my life for right now? Because I didn't actually just accomplish anything. So for me it's really important to have a whole day, yeah. you know, where you can't book me, where you can't come have a meeting. Just so that I can have some sort of a break so that Sunday doesn't feel like Wednesday mm-hmm. and Friday doesn't feel like Monday. And that's simply just like a recognition that there is a return on investment of your time. Exactly. And being careful with it. Exactly. You know, just like you would be careful with like anything else. I feel you. And that was me in 2015. I was working at a doctor's office. I was miserable. I was, I was done. So I quit my job and everyone thought I was nuts. Right. But here I am today for the first time. I'm actually making a living doing something that makes me happy. Exactly. So can you just delve into like your experience leaving that comfort, that cushion, and just vent? Because it's like a leap of faith. It really is. Yeah, and it's all this like old world shit where like, you should never quit a job until you have a new one. Like, Look, dude, this isn't the post office. I don't have a pension, right? Like, that shit died a long time ago. There's it no isn't security. the Dust Bowl either. Like, we, yeah. yeah, right. Like, we're a number. We're a number to most of our employers. Unless you're creative and you actually work part of something more important. But in general, like, these stable jobs, right? For me, I think what's really kind of defined my path is that I moved out when I was 17. Um, and I had my first surgery at 19. And I never went back home since. And I have a very, um, you know, great family. Um, but they're very uh, loving in a very independent kind of a way. You know, my mom's uh, parents both passed by the time she was 17. And so my mom raised me to be fiercely independent. Uh, and she did a great job of that. And so when I moved out at 17, I never looked back. But I've had multiple spinal surgeries and I've had a lot of medical issues. 
And so there have been times in my life, I mean, I lost three years of my life because I was rear, I broke my neck bartending in 2006, and then I was rear-ended in 2007, and then I had a follow-up surgery in 2009, and I pretty much lost three years of my life. And so for me, I've had to redefine and reinvent myself so many times just to be able to survive. Um, you know, I mean, I'm in a lot of pain most days, yeah. but you know, I'm grateful for it. I'm, I don't feel bad about it. It's given me the perspective and the empathy. Like I feel the pain that I feel every day is what connects me to every other person on right. the planet. So like, I'm grateful for it. It's hard sometimes because I'm a little too empathetic. And like when I see people suffering, it hurts and it's hard for me to separate that sometimes, yeah. um, and not let it weigh me down to the point that I can't be useful to other people anymore. Um, but it doesn't weigh me down because of my suffering. Yeah. Other people's suffering is what hurts me the most. Are there days where you're physically in so much pain that you can't? Oh yeah, I tap out. I'm like, find somebody else, y'all. Who do you have? To, oh, like, just bring the groceries. Uh, Uber, man. It's 2019. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, I'm just gonna say because one of the questions was, you know, how can I help you? How can we help you? Um, I'm just gonna put it out there. Okay, I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> Cooking. You don't want my cooking. I don't like it. I'm bad at it. Right. I'm really good at laundry. Boom. Not for everyone, okay? Like, you have to earn this. Yeah. But, like, laundry, you want me to order, vet, uh, like, stuff. You want to right. bring you food. Right. If you're dehydrated, like, this is, these are services. So, it's not, because here's another thing. When you're, like, so something that happened um, after I lost my mother, and there were a lot of really wonderful people, you know? They were like, how can I help you? How can I help you? Um, and then there were a lot of terrible people who really didn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. But the when you're inundated with all these people who are like, how can I help you? And then you're like, oh my gosh, now I have to think of 20 things and assign each person a thing. Right. That's exhausting, you know? And and you don't want to complain because people are being nice. Right. But there is a thing where, like, you can ask someone, how can I help you? And it can actually just, like, spiral them further. Right. So I think there's a lot to be said of saying, like, do you have anything in the wings? Or here are my skill sets. Like, so, what if you that? find yourself in this situation, right. I'm really good at laundry, I can make sure that you're not dehydrated. Like, here's some things that I have. Boom, well, I appreciate so, that. So, yeah, just throwing yeah. that out there, because... I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, the thing that I've learned from having so many surgeries and, mm-hmm. and, and being alone, I mean, my, my best friend, Josh uh, Gia Michael, um, he was living with me for, you know, a couple of them, or one of them, and, and he's probably the only reason why I'm alive, but, um, you know... You just have to, you have to understand that people have lives too. And like, maybe I'm in a bunch of pain that day, but like, maybe you're like mourning the loss of your mother that day too, right? And so you have to learn how to like, not need anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. And that might seem like callous or cool. Or diversify your emotional assets so that like, if one person's out, like, maybe you got 10 people. Right. You know, and like, a lot of it is, you know... It's just human nature, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not always there for other people as well, right? Nor so, should you be. We should all have. Exactly. And so I think a lot of it is just like being realistic about what you need from other people. Yeah. Um, and, and living that life. But I think, I think that like, I mean, you know, to answer the question, it's just like, you know, I've never had the security of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've faced eviction so many times. I've lived in my car twice as an adult. You know what I mean? I've, I've been through a lot, and every one of those experiences made me stronger and better and more capable. 
And so I'm grateful for them. Yeah. But it's also given me that, like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, yeah. I, look, I was, so when I was born, when I was 15 months old, I was diagnosed with a rare congenital birth defect, right? They told my parents that I was going to look like a five-year-old by the time I was two, but I wouldn't grow any more than that. So I grew super fast. I looked like a five-year-old by the time I was two, but then I didn't stop. I just kept growing. Yeah. So I've literally looked like this. I mean, nicer clothes, but I've looked like this since fourth grade. I've been 5'10", the yeah. boobs, the voice, the whole thing, right? Everybody has always thought that I was like 15 years older than me, whatever. A lot older than I actually was. Damn, that must have been... So I had a team of doctors that yeah. Bethesda Naval that said that I wouldn't live more than 20 years, and the only other documented case died by the time she was 12, and so basically there's no medical explanation as to why I'm alive, you know?